0: Hi and welcome to the Strad Podcast. I'm Davina Shum. I'm a cellist and I'm the online editor at the Strad. Double bassist Michael Heber is the first solo double bass player from the NDR Elbphilharmonie Orchestra in Hamburg. Not only does he hold a principal position in one of Europe's top orchestras, he's also released a recording of French works called Louis Blanche. I wondered how Michael finds the time to take on two very high calibre jobs and projects, prompting me to find out how he structures his preparation time. Michael shares with me the lessons he's learnt throughout his orchestral career, including why patience is critical when it comes to preparing repertoire, both new and frequently revisited. Here's Michael. Michael, thank you for joining me today. So a little introduction listeners so you're the first solo double bass player in the NDR Elbphilharmonie in Hamburg a wonderful orchestra and we're here to talk a little bit about your life as an orchestral double bass player because not only are you a double bass player in an orchestra but you also have a solo career as well um, most recently recording and releasing an album of French solo double bass music I mean, my first question is, where do you find the time? Tell me about your daily orchestral schedule. What are rehearsals like and how often do you have to perform?
1: Yeah, first of all, I'm happy to be here with you and for the famous Strat magazine. Yeah, about the orchestra schedule. I think one normal week of our orchestra is one project lasts general one week. And we have two or three rehearsals, one dress rehearsal, and then a few concerts, two or three concerts. Almost uh, every project uh, really ends on Sunday, for example, with the last concert, and the next project, project starts again on Monday.
0: And how many rehearsals would you typically have for one project in a week?
1: Uh, two or three, plus uh, the, the, the dress rehearsal.
0: So, for example, what program are you working on at the moment? So you told me that this morning you had to step in for your colleague. What's on the program for this week?
1: Yeah, it's it's a wonderful program. We have this huge Bartok festival at the moment um, at the Elbphilharmonie. Different ensembles will play, but uh, we do two programs. And these are, I think, four concerts, uh, two concerts every program. And it's uh, just Bartok. And tonight we uh, play Bartok uh, Divertimento and uh, third uh, piano concerto with uh, Igor Levit and uh, concerto for orchestra. And next week we do Herzog Blaubart uh, with with soloists, with singers, and uh, and again the, the the third piano concerto.
0: So I'm very familiar with. Bartok's Concerto for Orchestra uh, and as the name suggests it's a concerto for the whole orchestra and it's very very challenging. Tell me a little bit about your preparation for the piece because I know that you said that you've jumped in last minute to cover your colleague but uh, you know did you have any time to prepare this? I know you've probably played it before but how do you prepare for playing such a difficult piece?
1: Thank god that I played it many times before. That's (laughs) Because I, I didn't have any time. Uh, because I had, to, I, I heard about his uh, illness, and then I had to jump in, and uh, then I had to play uh, the piece. And to be serious, uh, it's, it's 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 not that perfect. Then, if you have to jump in and you have to you have to remember a few parts, uh, are really difficult. But but in total. It, it works and then I had uh, yesterday and the, the day before I had in the afternoon and, and at night to, to prepare the piece uh, and the other pieces yes. as well. Yeah.
0: And I suppose at least if you've played the piece before, you know what parts you need to look at. You Absolutely. don't need to practice the whole thing. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. But Bartok is always yeah, special because there are all these rhythmical difficulties and it's not so uh, easy to practice. Yeah, it's not It's not difficult to play the part yeah, uh, the, the the notes uh, that are written. But uh, then in, in the ensemble, to react and to play at the right time in the rhythmical way, this is really difficult. But yeah, now I'm not that young anymore. That, that means I have a uh, bunch uh, of experience now today and then it works better, I think, than before maybe 10 or 20 years ago.
0: Mm, with something like that, you raise your level each time. So you know, when you're in your 20s, perhaps learning it for the first time, it's very, very difficult, but then you gain that experience, and you take that to the next time, don't you? Mm. And then, it's not as hard yeah, the I, next time. I
1: remember my time in the uh, Bavarian State Opera, I was principal bass player there for seven or eight years, was the era of Zubin Meta there, and I had to learn, in, in the first season, I had to learn about 40 operas, you know, and, and I think 10 ballets or something like that, and It was really funny and and crazy at the same time, because I I really practiced hard and and, and listened to recordings and so on, and then practiced again and to prepare almost perfectly um, because there were no rehearsals. I had very often had to play the opera at night uh, and it was it was the concert, you know. But it was really funny. And this crazy thing I, I said when it came the next time, one year later, I forgot almost everything. It was really right. crazy. And then I had yeah. to learn it again because it was too, too fast to go through all these operas. But after the second time, I had the feeling that I can really uh, relax because then it came together. And then sometimes I went in the opera and just played for one hour, checked the, the difficult parts, and then I mm. could play the, uh, the opera uh, after that. But it took almost two years uh, to get on this level.
0: Yeah, I can understand that, because when you're learning lots of things in a hurry, sometimes the information doesn't go into your long-term memory. Totally. Um, But then when you have the time to really sit down and do some good practice, then it goes into the long-term memory, and that's when you can remember things for a long time. And that kind of leads me into what I want to ask you next. I suppose this is about practicing effectively in terms of when you are limited for time, for rehearsal time. So, as I mentioned before, you've got this album out of French music, some arrangements for double bass, pieces by Foray, Franck, Raval and Desonclos. When do you find the time to prepare, rehearse, record these works when you've got a job in an orchestra?
1: Yeah, first of all, it's... Uh... Maybe it's a great privilege I have in my orchestra because all principal positions are filled twice there. That means I play, if we have every week we have a a project, then I only play every second project. This is the first thing. When I was in, what what I told you, in the opera in in Munich, it was not that, uh, I had not that much time. Uh, for me or uh, in between the projects uh. and that's it, it was one of the reasons to change the orchestra one more time than at, at this point and that's why i have, I have to have these these uh, uh, holes you know you know really to have time to practice but nevertheless it's very important to be well organized and to plan the things in advance especially the, the, the solo projects uh, in addition to all that i I'm also teaching in the conservatory here in, in Hamburg as a professor. But for me, all these three things are, are equally important, you know, and that's why if I focus on one of these things, I try to, to have really enough time to do it yeah, seriously and, and in, in this concentration uh, I'd yeah. like to do. To answer your question, it's, it's not that difficult, you know, and it works quite well to take the time. But maybe in 20 years ago, I also had two little children and, uh, and I was playing the opera. There, there I had mm-hmm. sometimes uh, moments where I was thinking maybe it's too much to, to do the solo projects like recording and so on. But nowadays it works very well. And uh, your other question to practice effectively is, uh, yeah, it's also one thing that really changed in, in my uh, musical life. I think I practiced much more when I was younger, but today much more effective. You know, this is really interesting. I I try really to to concentrate and really to to find out what I really do have to practice. And then I do it, I think, much more consequent than I did when I was younger. And the effect is better and more successful.
0: Yes, I can understand that as well. As they say, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Yeah. because you know, you, <laughs> You've got that busy. momentum, right? Yeah. You know? um, but also when you're busy, you can properly identify when you have windows of time. Mm-hmm. And if that time is limited, then you have to think, okay, what are my practice goals here? Mm-hmm. How am I going to get that done? And then that way, I imagine you can practice a lot more effectively. For example, if you're balancing these things at once, as you said, teaching, playing in the orchestra, pursuing your own solo projects as well, you've got to also fit in time for your orchestral preparation too. So can you give me an example of a bass orchestral part that is, you know, almost like preparing a virtuosic solo part?
1: Oh yeah, I think there are a lot... Because maybe it's also a thing that changed in my musical life that I don't separate anymore between Mm -hmm. orchestra playing and solo playing. If I play an orchestra part, I try really to play it like a solo part. I try to play every note and in in the character, the composer tried to tell me uh, 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 about the, the score. And so on with, with the dynamics and so on but it depends I think on the style for example uh, when I was in the, in the opera in, in Munich we played these uh, Handel operas and they are so virtuoso mm-hmm. parts of, for the double bass for continuo it was you have to you have had course. to practice for weeks yeah? or, or some of the Mozarts operas it's the same it doesn't sound that difficult but if you try to or, or Beethoven symphonies it's the same. If you really try to play every note, and you can play every note, and and which the the, the right quality, like like uh, cello players like you or or, or violin <laughs> players do, yeah? Um, yeah, I think then it's almost every orchestra part is is very difficult. But may, maybe the most difficult parts, I think, I can say this, is by Richard Strauss' the works, the, the operas, and or for example, *Heldenleben*, uh, or, or uh, opera *Electra* or *Salome*. Mm. This is maybe a a quality of difficulty that is outstanding. And if you really want to play it uh, in every note, then you have to practice like a solo piece.
0: I have definitely heard my husband practice figure nine of Heldenleben Absolutely. many many times in my life <laughs> I also and I know do. how difficult it I, is. I don't
1: know if I, if I, if I, if I even master it.
0: <laughs> but it is it is a different level of, of technicality and virtuosity because it's, it's not only are you preparing it like a solo part but you also have to make sure it fits within the context mm. of the orchestra as well Absolutely. and then I also see what you mean about how difficult it is to play continuo parts of Handel and operas as well, and then Beethoven symphonies where often you have the same part as the cello, mm. but, you know, we're tuned in fifths. We've got you know, more fingers available to us.
1: Absolutely. This is a really a big difference. Yeah.
0: Did it take up a lot of your time, you know, practicing, learning this rep when you were younger? Yeah,
1: I think this is a maybe the good thing is uh, that that you now when you are... Uh, for that long time, that like me in an or- in orchestra, different orchestras, uh, you almost played every piece you have to perform that you played at one point in your career mm-hmm. once. yeah, and, and you don't have to do it from the first, uh, uh, yeah. the, the, it's, it's not the first learning. But sometimes it is, and there are maybe one or two uh, symphonies by... Uh, Bruckner I never played, for example. Mm. Maybe also the difference today is that when I was younger I was always in a hurry and I tried to practice my solo parts and I chamber music and then, oh my God, uh, the day after tomorrow I have to play Heldenleben, for example. I have to practice it. I did. But now I know that how difficult are the pieces and and I do it much earlier, you know. If I know Heldenleben is coming, then uh, and we have the system, you know, we, we all can get these scores by PDF on, on, on our iPad and so on. And weeks yeah. or months before, if we like, or in, in autumn, we, we played the Mahler 5 is also a very demanding uh, double bass part. I took the, the score weeks or maybe months before. And, and uh, sometimes then I don't practice every day, but sometimes I look at the, the difficult uh, parts and uh, practice them.
0: Yeah, you know to anticipate certain yeah. parts. Yeah, and it, and it can
1: grow, you know. It's, it's the same in yeah. orchestra parts. And it, but in solo playing, I think you have to have the patience that, that mm. the thing can grow because uh, yeah, if you play very demanding solo parts, my experience is that maybe yeah, 90% you can play after a few weeks quite well. But there are the ten percent less. You can't play for months, or maybe sometimes for years. It takes that long time, and you have to have the patience. That's at some point you can say, okay, now I can play that.
0: Yeah, your preparation is part of a long yeah. journey yeah. ahead of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Reber and you're listening to a track from his album Nuit Blanche, details of which are in the show notes. And don't forget to check out thestrad.com where you'll find the latest news, articles and reviews on all things to do with string playing. If you like what you see and hear, register and subscribe to access exclusive archival content from 2010 onward. We've got 50% off an online subscription for students. And if you're not sure you're ready to subscribe, take out a free trial for seven days, start reading right away with no strings attached. And if you happen to be on Apple Podcasts right now, give us a little review or rating. It will help people discover the podcast. Thanks for listening and tune in again soon for another episode. Take good care. Bye.